0: Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Emily, and Leo. Hello! And each episode, we will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. So, everybody,
1: welcome to 2021!
0: Happy Happy New New Year. Year! Yes, it's 2021, it's January, it's cold and a bit icy here in London. I think it's a bit snowy elsewhere, isn't it, Leo? Yeah! We'd love to see some photos of what it's like where you are, so please send us some. Oh yes, that would be great. And we have two marvellous winter tales for you to bring in the new year, haven't we, Leo?
1: Oh yes, and one is from our guest, teller.
0: Exciting!
1: But before we get onto our wintry stories, we have some New Year shout-outs!
0: Oh brilliant! Who have we got this week, Leo?
1: Well... I'd like to give a massive shout-out to all the grown-ups who listen to the podcast.
0: Yes, we've had requests this week from our grown-up listeners. Isn't that brilliant? They want some shout-outs and of course you can, guys. You folks are so important. So here's a
1: shout-out to Som, Louisa, Caroline, Martha and all our other regular grown-up listeners who listen along with younger listeners or just enjoy listening themselves.
0: You guys are awesome and... Thanks, Thanks for, for listening.
1: listening. Next, we have a shout-out for Eloise, who's nine, from Finsbury Park. Hi, Eloise. Hi, Eloise. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening. And finally, we have a shout-out for superfan Astrid in Stoke Newington.
0: Hi, Astrid. Hi, Astrid. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Wow, that was great. Thanks, Leo. And remember, if you would like a shout-out, you can either let us know in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group or you can email us, talesfromthedragonfly at gmail.com, and I'll put that address in the episode notes.
1: So, what's our first story today?
0: Well, Leo, our first story is told by our guest teller. His name is Giles, and he's from London. Cool. Giles is a writer and a voice artist, but he became a storyteller about 20 years ago, when he lost his sight suddenly. He didn't lose it completely, but he found he couldn't see someone across a table or read stories in a book. So he fell in love with the art of telling stories.
1: That's something we love too.
0: He is the UK's only blind professional storyteller and he's told stories at festivals all over the country and around the world too. That's awesome. And today Giles has a winter story especially for us. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. So here is Giles Abbott with How Bear Lost His Tail.
2: Do you know, there are lots of people who don't like winter at all. Actually, there's lots of animals who don't like winter either. There are birds that will fly hundreds, thousands of miles to avoid the winter. And there are animals who will, well, like squirrel, just go to sleep, leave a sign on the door that says, Do not disturb till spring is good and come. Mr. Fox wasn't one of those. He could always find the best thing to do at all times. And so he knew of things that he could do at winter that he couldn't do at any other time, like ice fishing. He'd go to the lake. There was a lake not far from his den, and he'd get there early in the morning and he'd look and look until he found there was always one. There was just, if he could just keep his eyes peeled and down, ah, there it was, a hole in the ice where the water showed through. And then Mr. Fox would sit there, still as a stone, and wait, one long, elegant black paw raised, waiting. Because sooner or later, some fish would come by, perhaps out of curiosity, And when they popped their faces up to the water, Mr Fox would reach out so slowly and then whisk so fast, flip them out of the hole onto the ice. That's how he did his ice fishing. Now this evening he was walking home very happy. His arms were gathered in front. He had an armful of fish. He had caught six beautiful fish, which was wonderful. It meant there was a fish each for each of his children, plus one for his wife and one for himself. And as he walked, he suddenly thought, "Uh uh-oh, because up ahead in the road, he could see somebody walking towards him, a very big, brown, furry something. Now, you know what bear looks like, don't you? Mm. But in these days, bear looked a little different. Big, raggedy ears, as you know. Great brown furry shoulders, as you know, big paws, as you know, with huge, long, strong, sharp claws, as you know. And that mouth, Mr. Fox didn't want to look at that mouth with those teeth. But he could see it was bear from a distance because he could see bear's big fluffy tail whisking from side to side. Oh, you didn't know that in the old days, Mr. Bear had a huge, long, fluffy tail. He did, and he was very proud of it. He loved to wrap his long tail around him to keep him even warmer when the cooler months were pinching his nose and his toes. And he loved to whisk his tail from side to side to let you know when he was getting irritated. So Fox saw Bear coming and began to think, is there a way I can turn off the road? No. Bear had seen him. Mr. Fox. Hello. Hello. ''How are you?'' ''I'm very well. How how are you?'' ''I'm well, but I'm hungry. ''Where did you get those fish?'' Now, Fox didn't want to tell Bear where he got those fish, or how. ''Because if Bear knew about that, Bear would go to the lake and get all the fish, and then there would be no fish at all for Fox and his children and his wife. ''I, I...'' ''Tell me the truth.'' ''I got them from the lake.'' How did you get them? Um, um, ice fishing. Fox is thinking desperately fast. How do you do ice fishing? Said Mr. Bear, his tail twitching. That gave Fox an idea. Um, ah, well, you'll be very good at it, Bear. The way you do ice fishing is you find a hole in the ice and then you lower your tail into it. And then you wait. And the ice pinches a little. It's so cold, but then you'll feel a fish swimming through your tail. They'll come and investigate, but don't pull it up now. And you'll feel them brushing against your tail, but don't whisk it up now. No, you have to wait until they're fastened on really tight. In fact, wait, because you'll feel at the base of your tail, you'll feel the mouth of a really big fish gripping your tail. It's cold, it's strong, but not yet. Wait, wait until that fish's mouth is Pinching your tail so hard and then jump up as quick as you can and then that's how you'll pull out the fish, Okay? Hmm. If you're fibbing to me, you will regret it. No, I'm not. I'm telling the absolute truth. Anyway, jolly good good luck. You should go now. The fish fish are coming to the ice hole now. So Bear did. And Mr Fox went home as fast as he could. And his family were delighted with the fish. And Mr Bear went out. It was now getting night... It was getting colder. Mr. Bear found a place where there was a hole in the ice and he lowered his beautiful fluffy tail into the hole and it was fierce cold. It was horribly cold. It was horrendously cold. But he sat there as Mr. Fox had told him. And he waited. And he waited. And waited. And waited. He thought he felt fish brushing against his tail, but he knew not to pull it up too fast. He thought he felt fishes swimming through the fur of his big fluffy tail, but he knew not to pull it out yet. He waited, and he began to feel a mouth, a cold mouth, closing around the base of his tail. But not yet. Mr. Fox had said, wait until it's really fastened on, and so he waited But it wasn't the mouth of a fish. Night had come. The temperature had dropped. And that hole in the ice was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And what Mr. Bear imagined was the mouth of a fish closing around the base of his tail was actually the ice of the lake gripping tightly around the base of his tail until eventually Mr. Bear thought, It must be the time now, and jumped up and... The ice gripped his tail so hard, Mr. Bear jumped up so strongly that he snapped his own tail off. Ow! Bear never went ice fishing ever again, so he didn't eat all those fish. Mr. Fox and his family could. Mr. Bear never grew a tail ever again. That's why, and now you know why, Bear has no tail. And if you don't think this is a true story, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a bear and a fox together? Of course you haven't because Mr Bear is still angry and Mr Fox is still keeping out of his reach. That's the story of how Mr Bear lost his tail. Thank you.
0: So did you like Giles' story, Leo?
1: Yeah, I thought it was brilliant.
0: What was your favourite bit?
1: My favourite thing is how he made... Fox and Bear sound different. Mm -hmm. And also how Fox was so cunning.
0: He was, wasn't he?
1: That plan was very clever.
0: Poor old Bear. Yeah. And if you would like to hear more stories from Giles, you can visit his website for more information and I'll put all the links in the episode notes.
1: And remember, if you would like to be a guest teller on the podcast, simply get in touch on our Facebook group or send us an email. Now you're going to tell us a story, aren't you, Emily?
0: Oh, yes, I am. What's your story about? Well, Leo, my story is about trees and wintertime. So, you know, some of the trees lose their leaves in winter. Yeah, they're called deciduous trees. That's very good knowledge. Um, But there are some that keep their leaves all through the winter.
1: They're called evergreens.
0: Evergreens or conifer trees. Well, some stories say that it wasn't always like this that evergreens once lost their leaves too, until something changed. Now, this story is possibly an old Cherokee folktale. From the North American
1: Indians, Mm -hmm. like Giles' story.
0: Yeah. They've definitely got lots of nature stories about trees. But there is also a version from Scandinavia. But it's possible
1: there are versions from lots of different places.
0: Exactly so. And we know that about folktales, don't we, Leo? Yeah. So how do you think we should start this story?
1: I think we should start... Long, long ago, when trees and birds could talk to each other. Excellent.
0: Long, long ago, trees and birds and all living things could talk to each other. Now, as you know, every year the birds fly south for the winter. They love it here in the spring and the summer. But when the autumn winds begin to blow, they long for warm breezes and juicy berries.
1: And sandy beaches and palm trees. Oh,
0: yes. Don't we all right now? Yeah. So the birds gather together and they set off on holiday for warmer climates. Except one year, a little bird broke its wing. Poor bird! Couldn't fly. The bird's family were really worried. They tried to help, but they couldn't carry the little injured bird. They waited with her as long as they could. They shielded her from the cold winds with their own wings. But when the air turned frosty and the white snow came tumbling down from the sky, the other birds flew away south, leaving their injured friend behind. Oh no, what did she do? Well, she she jumped and she hopped and she flapped her one good wing, but it, it was no use. She couldn't fly away. And now she had to find a way to survive the long winter. The poor bird was cold and hungry and she looked around for a shelter. And there ahead of her were the tall green trees of the forest. It looked warm in there. Perhaps the trees will give me some shelter
3: from the ice and
0: snow. And the little bird hopped into the forest to ask the trees for help. The first tree she met was a silver birch, shimmering in the dim light.
3: Oh, beautiful birch tree, my wing is broken and my friends are flown. Winter is coming, will you give me a home?
0: The silver birch swished its green leaves and looked down at the little bird. Then it scowled. You? In my branches? Are you mad? You'll muss me up, little bird. It took me ages to look like this. I'm not having you ruining my lovely bark. Go on, be off with you. And the silver birch drew up its green leaves in disgust and shuddered. The poor little bird hopped on sadly.
3: The silver birch isn't that strong. Maybe she was worried I would break her branches. I need a stronger tree.
0: She hopped deeper into the forest until she came to a huge old oak tree.
3: Almighty Oak, I cannot fly. May I rest with you until the spring comes
0: by? The huge oak tree creaked and groaned as it looked down at the tiny bird. How dare you, you you young whippersnapper! Do you know who you're talking to? I am five hundred years old. No place for you here besides you. You'll munch all my acorns, you pesky bird. All the same, you young'uns. No respect. And the great oak creaked and swiped at the little bird with his lobed leaves. The poor bird hopped out of the way and went on through the forest. Soon she came to an icy pool, and there, with its long tresses bending down to touch the water, was a weeping willow tree.
3: The oak is too grand for a little bird like me. Perhaps the willow will be kind and give me shelter.
0: The bird approached the weeping willow and said,
3: Oh, gentle willow, please shelter me. I'm all alone and I cannot flee.
0: The willow shook its long tresses and looked at the bird miserably. Look, I'm really sorry, but I'm just not in a good place right now and I, I can't deal with other people's problems. I've got to think about me, okay? So, you know, off you go and just leave me to my sadness. And the willow turned its long leaves away from the little bird and wept bitterly. The wind was so cold and biting, and the bird was so very hungry now. She didn't know what to do or where to go. She tried one last time to fly, but her wing was too sore. Oh, she's going to die in the cold! And she was just about to give up all hope when she heard a voice. Excuse me, little bird? You're right, love? Where are you going? It was a tall spruce tree, one of the tallest trees in the whole forest.
3: I don't know. My wing is b- broken, so I cannot fly away. I'm so very c- cold.
0: Oh, you poor wee thing. You come up here to me where it's a bit warmer. Oh, this is a nice branch. And the spruce tree bent down and picked up the little bird placing her on its warmest branch among the thickest green needles. Thank you. Hello there, said a friendly pine tree. Now my branches may no be thick, but I'm big and I'm strong and I'll protect you both from the big north wind. And the big pine tree spread out its branches to shelter the bird and the spruce. Ah, thank you. Oh, let me help too, said the little juniper tree. I got lots of lovely berries you can have all winter long. Mm, Thank you. So the spruce gave the lonely little bird a home. The pine kept the cold north wind away and the juniper gave her juicy berries to eat. The other trees looked on and whispered amongst themselves. "'Oh, that is tragic. "'I wouldn't be having a mucky little bird in my branches,' said the birch. "'Downright irresponsible, I say,' said the oak. "'Soon we'll be overrun with winter scroungers!' "'Willow sighed. "'And what about me? "'How am I supposed to cope with all of this?' "'And the three trees drew their leaves closely about them. "'That night... The north winds came howling and howling down the mountainside. He tore through the forest, huffing and puffing and laughing his icy head off.
1: Ha ha ha, it's time, it's time. I'm going to blow every leaf
0: off every tree and he raced through the forest, stripping the leaves off of birch and oak and willow. The leaves swirled and whirled in the air and floated down to the ground. The north wind went howling towards the spruce tree, filling his cheeks with icy breath, when suddenly everything stopped, frozen. Snowflakes and leaves hung suspended, In the air, icicles glistened in the moonlight, and the Frost King himself stepped from behind the spruce tree. Not this one, said the Frost King. He pointed to the pine tree next. Or that one. And finally the Frost King pointed an icy finger towards the juniper tree. Or that one. These three shall keep their leaves for their kindness to a little injured bird. And with an icy flurry, the Frost King was gone. Time unfroze and the north wind went howling on through the forest. The next morning, every tree in the forest was stripped bare of its leaves. I say every tree, except... The spruce, mm -hmm.
1: the pine and the juniper.
0: The three trees who had kept the little bird safe all winter. And by the time Lady Spring came laughing through the forest, the little bird's wing was strong again. And she flew away to meet her friends, returning from the south. And to this day, those three kind trees keep their leaves all through the cold winter, remaining forever green. The The end. End So, Leo, did you like that story? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. What was your favourite bit? I like how
1: the Frost King spared the leaves of all of the trees that helped the little birds.
0: That's right. Do you remember their names?
1: Well, there was the Pine Tree, Mm -hmm. the Spruce Tree Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the Jupiter Tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Juniper Tree.
1: Oh. (laughs) So that's it for the first episode of 2021. Thanks to Jars Abbott for joining us. And we'll have another guest teller coming soon.
0: And if you are enjoying our podcast, then please, please leave us a review. And if you can, make a little donation on the website to keep us going. And thank Thank you you so so much. much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo.
1: We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon.
0: But until then...
1: Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne?
0: For old lang- Bye. Dragonfly Tales Podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page. Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram at MDragonTales and on Twitter at Tales from the DR1.